Hello, and welcome back to Sister Magic. This is Michaela. And this is Chandra. And we are the only podcast that has two co-hosts that can share a brain across <laughs> 350 miles. As far as we know. Well, I'm claiming it. I'm okay. claiming that we are the only one. I like Feel it. Feel free to correct me, but you have to send an email. <laughs> <laughs> is that how we're getting people to contact uh-huh. us now? Yep, that's... that's I'm we're going to make wild claims, and if you want to correct us, you have to email us. You have to send an email. Yep, I like it. <laughs> We'll just we'll just start saying random shit just to see what happens. Uh huh. I think I think it's I think it's a good uh, method. Yeah. Nice strategy. Yeah. Exactly. That's the word. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's, my the brain. That it's my brain. brain. <laughs> I'm older. It's my brain. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you may be older, but I'm slightly convinced that I was just stuck for seven years. <laughs> Just There's no other explanation. Exactly. <laughs> oh, All right. What are we talking about today? We are talking about money magic. Money magic. And mm-hmm. it seemed appropriate because we have a we have a new moon tomorrow. Oh, that's true. I hadn't even thought about that. Yes, you're right. And I believe that new moon, I could be wrong, is in Venus. Uh-huh. I know I know nothing about these things, so I'm trusting you. <laughs> Again, want to correct us? Have to send an email. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, I've been thinking a lot about money magic lately because of my shadow work, because that's a thing that pops up a lot in my shadow. This my attitudes about money. Really? Yeah. Why is that? So, well, a lot of it, I'm pretty sure, comes from we were raised very poor, mm-hmm. right? So... Our mother was fantastic at being poor. She, <laughs> she, was, was. she was really, really good at it, right? She sewed our clothes and she could get the greatest deals on groceries. And I mean, just she just really, really good at having zero money. Yeah. Made it work. So it wasn't like we lived in some sort of poverty or any, you know, we, we had comfort. But we also had like this attitude against rich people. Yeah. Growing up. Um, I mean, not only because the church kind of has an attitude against rich people, right? Because right, totally. it's easier for the camel to get through the needle or whatever than than rich people to get into the kingdom of God, right? That's what the Bible says. Our parents definitely had a lot of attitude towards people with money. So there's there's that kind of early attitude. And mom and dad argued about money a lot. Oh, um, yeah. So I, I have, I think I have a lot of just attitude about um, not deserving money, not needing money, like... I can do a lot with very little money, so I don't really need to to have money. And so there's some self-sabotaging things, I think, that happen in my brain, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That does make sense. Anyway. Yeah. I think that's where it came from. Interesting. <laughs> I really hate the wealthy. Yes. Which I, I think is, is more just a symptom of being in this country at this moment. Like, yeah. I don't know that that necessarily came from my upbringing. That's very much a modern thing. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> Which helped help. by your upbringing, but yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But it also doesn't help my current attitudes about um, wanting money because I want to buy land and that's going to take money. So I have yeah. to learn to use this tool properly and manage it. Yeah. And I need to be able to attract it. Yeah. And keep it. If I'm ever going to get there. <laughs> so I've been thinking about money magic. 
I like it. Really, really wordy way to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everyone. That's okay. We got (laughs) it. I like the background. Mm -hmm. What about you? What do you think your background in money is? So I don't think it's quite the same as you. Mm -mm. Even though we have the same background. Um, But I had seven years before you did. Exactly. And I think things had shifted a little bit. They definitely did. And I think... Because for a while there, there was a time where we, we weren't bad off. Right. Until 2008 hit and then we were. Right. Um, and so like my, my recollection of, of growing up is before that time, we were, we were doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then after that is when things, I saw things starting to change. But I don't think it had the same impact on my life as it did with you. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, now I have gone through a lot in my life that, um, I think affected my view of money. Yeah. In a, in a, in a very difficult way, you know, going through the divorce that I did and yeah. moving out and having to survive on less than $30,000 a year. <laughs> exactly. Because yep. that job that we had was complete and utter bullshit. It was. It was. <laughs> But having to do that on my own and that like that really reset my view towards money because suddenly I had, you know, a very strict budget that I had to keep on. Yeah. In order to be able to pay my rent and pay my Just bills. Just to live. Yeah. Yeah. Survival money. I definitely came out of that with a stinginess toward money. Totally. Yes. And like a fear that when I have it, it wasn't going to stick around for long. It's that scarcity mindset. Because yeah. once you've experienced that survival mode with exactly. money, I think it's really hard to shake it ever again. It is. And it's also yeah. really hard to be a person with ADHD and anxiety who has that scarcity yeah. mindset. Because sometimes all of it goes out the window. And next thing you know, I've ordered $400 of stuff from online. Yeah. <laughs> and So yeah. it's like I... I struggle a lot swinging between the two sides of the pendulum. Sure. Yeah. And I really, really, really would like to be able to balance myself out more. <laughs> right. That, that makes sense. Let's go and take some work in my own shadow. Mm-hmm. Because it, it may not be completely tied to money, but I, my shadow definitely has an effect on my money. <laughs> exactly. So. I remember, I remember like in my 20s, like having the thought, like, I don't know how anyone makes more money than. I think at the time I was only making like 25000 a year. Like yeah. I hadn't, I was working my ass off, you yeah. know, and I, I could not figure out how anyone got past that level. Right. And I'm sure a lot of people are there still. Yeah. Like, Definitely. Yeah. But there are ways to take charge of how we feel about this and there are ways to take charge of the energy of it. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So I want your opinion on something. Okay. Um, as I was doing my research today, I was reading through my book, uh, they made mention of a concept that I had never fully considered myself, but I found it interesting. And that is, money is an artificial construct and has basically no spiritual energy. Some practitioners have the mindset that money ends up being counterproductive to success. What's your thoughts on that? counterproductive to success well i guess it really depends on how you're measuring success <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah i agree because if you're measuring success in dollars then it 
does not make any sense to say that money is counterproductive to success. Right. I don't think it's great to measure your success in dollars, but like for me, for me to, to be able to buy my property, like there's a dollar amount there mm -hmm. and I totally. won't consider myself like successful until mm -hmm. I'm there. And so there's going to have to be a dollar amount attached to that. Agreed. Yeah. So when I first right. read that and I was reading something else online when I was doing my, my, my research is they kind of contradicted each other with that one saying that money is an artificial construct and holds no energy. And another right. said that money itself is energy. That's the one I keep hearing, that money is energy. And, and I, I, th I think that feels correct. Yeah. Do you agree? Yes and no. I, I mean, see... money is... Sorry, I keep interrupting no, you. you're Go ahead. fine. <laughs> I think the way that I look at it is that money is a, a gateway to okay. what you want. Okay. So this reminded me of, I was listening to one of the shadow work episodes earlier. Sure. And Jessica mentions how a couple of years ago she had this idea and she had this intention that she wanted this specific number of money. And that once she got that specific number of money, she'd be able to do all these things that she wanted to do. Okay. She ended up reframing that intention and that mindset and that manifestation into what were the things that she wanted to do with that money? Exactly, yeah. Because so she's she was, kind of the middle. Exactly. She was more focused on the outcomes that she wanted. Yes. Yes. And less on the specific number in the money. Agreed. Yeah. So I think I'm of... of I, I don't see money as energy. Okay. I see it as a manifestation of prosperity and abundance. And okay. then you can get the things that you were looking for, possibly with or without the money. Because you, if you, like, sure. again, if we're focusing on the money, you're going to be focusing on one thing. But if you're focused on that endpoint, there's so many different ways to get there. That's true. That is true. And you could get around the money issue, I think, in certain ways. Yeah. To get to that endpoint that you, wait, you right. want. Um, I, a helpful way I've heard it described is that money is the tool. Yes. Right. We have the energy. The money is the tool that we put the energy into to get the things that we need. Yes. Um, but you're right. The The end outcome is the important part. Like we can use any number of tools to get the end outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. So what do you think the first step in money magic is? I think it is. Yeah, that's a good question. I can I can tell you what mine, my no, idea is if uh, you want. Let's see here. So as I was reading Fine, my you book, I don't want my ideas. <laughs> yeah, I will, but you asked me first, so I get to answer the question first. I know. God damn it! <laughs> I feel like I put you on the spot. That's <laughs> okay. As I was reading through my book, I mentioned how basically the first step is self-esteem. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, in the sense that like you. You you want to avoid being greedy, but you also don't want to feel like you're undeserving of that money. Right. So you have to, like, find that balance in your self-esteem in yes. order to actually pull that to you. And I feel like also having that self-esteem, like, separated from the yeah. issue of money. Like, I feel this way about myself, and regardless of where the money is, that's going to stay there. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. I feel like that is very helpful in this process because I, I noticed in myself that once I got past the point where m the amount of money I had was deciding where my self-esteem was, mm -hmm. I started to have a lot better relationship 
with money and it started to come to me easier and I started to keep it easier. Mm-hmm. I think that ties back to the whole, the, what is it? The, the law of attraction is it's the things that you say over right. and over in your head are what right. becomes true. And if you're constantly saying I'm poor, I don't have yeah. any money, I'm broke. If that's exactly. all that you're, you're putting out into, you know, your mind or the world, it's good. What you're going to get back. Yeah. Unfortunately. It is. And it I is. haven't even decided if I agree with the law of attraction yet. Probably. I know. I was I was just thinking the same thing. Like, I don't really like, I mean, I don't love the idea that we separate everything by this is positive energy and yeah. this is negative energy. And exactly. I don't love that, but, but that concept seems pretty accurate. Yeah. You know, what you hold in your mind is what you will also bring in. Exactly. It's the same way with, you know, any self-thoughts. If you speak badly to yourself you're not going to have a lot of energy to do things. But if you yeah. speak kindly to yourself, you will find that you have more to give. Exactly. And if you speak badly to yourself, you're more apt to let other people speak badly to you and to treat you badly. Also true. Yes. And, you know, if you speak kindly to yourself, you, you begin to, to build that confidence and that esteem and that deserving mm-hmm. of better. Right. Or or kind of building from, like, our discussion last week on the shadow work, like, hurt people hurt people and yeah. healed people healed people. That works for money, too. You can be hurt by money and you can be healed by money. And yeah. you get to choose which one you are. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So self-esteem. Self-esteem. It's a good, good place to, to start. Yes. <laughs> All right. What was your first step? I feel like just um, my first step was know thyself. Yeah. So just, just understanding where you are right now. Yeah. What, what your self-talk about money is, um, what your self-talk about people who have money is, mm-hmm. um, understanding your history around, around money, what things were like when you were growing up with money, just kind of getting this full picture of you mm-hmm. and then the next, you know, then before you can move on to the next step, you have to know where you're standing right now. Exactly. It's like going on a hike and you get lost and you have to find the map that says you are here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are here. I think tarot can be very helpful if you're trying to understand where you are standing with money. Yeah. Because in starting like with the shadow work, like uh, <laughs> Leandra asked me to think about my self-talk and that was a really hard thing for me to do. I, I didn't quite understand the idea of self-talk. So I did a lot of tarot to, to understand what's happening in my brain around certain topics. Oh, I like it. It was very helpful. Yeah. All right. So what's next? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> Why do you keep doing this to me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, in my book, mm-hmm. the next step is uh or at least the next section in this chapter is called giving to receive yes and so that it would be putting out you know not being stingy with with what you want or what you have you don't necessarily want to only giving that be giving things when you're expecting something in return yeah because that's not going to work but also you cannot be withholding from everyone and expecting that you're going to get anything back that's true energy is what is a flow yes right? exactly it, it comes and it goes and that's how it's supposed to work it's not supposed to stay in one place no yeah 
I, I did like everything that I was reading was was very much about generosity, like really putting mm -hmm. th the good out there and know with the trust, trusting that it will come back to you yeah. if you put it out there. One thing that uh, I noted, too, is that uh, in my book, there's the word of caution. Mm -hmm. Never give till it hurts if you can help it. Oh, that's really good. So like, yes, we yeah, want to be generous. Yes, we want to be giving. But you have to make sure that you're good first mm -hmm. and give what you is You need excess. boundaries. Yeah. You need boundaries before you start giving. Exactly. And that replies to all of the things in your life. You cannot, Yeah. you know, you can't give somebody money if you don't have the money. No. You cannot help somebody who's going through a hard time if you are not physically strong or mentally strong at the moment. Right. It's just like you, yeah. you got to find we live the balance. In a, yeah. We live in a society that tries to honor this idea that we give from a place of nothing. Exactly. <laughs> and it's really, really disgusting. We have yeah. to stop that. Um, you cannot give from a place of nothing. No, because that only puts you back in a place of nothing. It, well, it, you put, yeah. You, you build debt. Yeah. Is what happens when you give from a place of nothing. And, and suddenly you're in... Con that builds. Con yeah. You're yeah. being controlled by somebody else and... Yeah. Did we mention we hate rich people? <laughs> just really keep coming back to this. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Me first. What's next? <laughs> Let's snuck up on you. Attracting money is next. How do we attract money? Damn it, gender crop. Stop asking me questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm so good at this. So good at this. I should be an interviewer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But, um, so question for you. In what sense are we talking of how do you attract? Are we talking like the mechanical things of that we would be doing or what do we, what do we... I, I think like in, in magical, like speak, how do we attract the money? So, cause, cause in my outline here, I have first, we, we know thyself then we learn how to attract the money and then we learn how to keep the money. Okay. Right. So in the idea of like attracting money, maybe I mean that, that can be for a lot of different things that can be just like temporarily we need money or we're looking for jobs or we're hoping to start a business or mm -hmm. just this, you know, wide variety of different reasons that we need to attract money. But where do we start with that? In, in my opinion, we start with setting our intentions, right? Yes. Yes. And we be very, very specific, as we've spoken about on numerous occasions, um, with specifically the why. Right. That we need money. Mm-hmm. That's always the first step. Yeah. It's, you got to come to the to the core of the issue. Exactly. And once we got the, the goals and the intentions set, and then we can do rituals. Exactly. That are built around those. And mm -hmm. those rituals are going to look different depending on who you are and what your practice is. Um, what are some rituals that you enjoy? My rituals. So I have a little money bowl that I keep on my altar. Oh, sweet. Um, it's a little green bowl. It's got uh, a bunch of different things in it. It's got different herbs that correspond with attracting wealth and prosperity and abundance. Mm -hmm. It's got uh, crystals in it. Like I've got pyrite. I've got malachite. I've got. Oh yes. Okay. I think I've got a tiger's eye in there. 
Um, Green Aventurine is one that's commonly used. And then I've also got in there some bay leaves and with my intentions written on them. Just kind of uh-huh. stuck around. And then, Sweet. Uh, in addition, I feed it money whenever I have extra change or cash that I can put into it. And it just gets to sit there and, and build. And, and when I feel like I'm needing a, a boost for it, I'll pop in a green candle and light it up and cool. throw in some either like some of my homemade prosperity oil or yesterday I did it with some road opener oil. What is that? It's a special oil that's used. Um, it's it's a, essentially created with the purpose to open your roads, to clear the blockages of anything right. that's that's not um, serving you. Does that make okay. sense? I see. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a kind a, of a, a flow. Um, <sighs> unblocking the flow. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Got it. Pull the stopper out of the bed. No. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So like that's that. what I do. And then I also have like, um, you would consider maybe enchanted items. Like I have a special $2 mm. bill that I stick in my purse that I carry with me everywhere. Nice. I like that. That's yeah. cool. And then I have um, a little kind of luck and abundance spell sachet that I have that stays with me too. Gotcha. Yeah. Very that's, cool. That's how I do it. Hey, cool. I'm still very new to the practice myself, but I've been pre- uh, working with some like little smoke bundles. Mm-hmm. So I've been making them myself and I've been wrapping, uh, well, for money specifically, I would do basil and rosemary. Mm-hmm. But I've also been doing a lot of other things like I have lavender and lemon balm in my garden and stuff that I get to wrap into smoke bundles. Yes. But I do the smoke and then I do tarot with the smoke, oh, which okay. is... Puts my brain in the right place for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I think that has something to do with because I cook so often and smell is this huge part of mind setting when you're cooking. Um, it just puts my brain in the right place for, you know, the divination of the tarot. Yeah, totally. That works for me. I like it. Yeah. All right. So All right. in and what I meant by keeping money, which would be next, mm-hmm. is kind of how we treat the self-sabotage that happens when we're like, we, we have money mm-hmm. and then we just want to spend it all on something because we get stressed I or, yeah, or, <laughs> you know, just whatever. Don't ask me how I do that. Cause I ain't figured it out yet. <laughs> you just feel remarkably wealthy for a moment and then you just spend a ton of money. This happens to me all the time. I'm yes. like, I got money. I can buy that. Yeah. So how do we stop that from happening? Hide your money. I had your money. <laughs> For work. me, put it in a bank account that's harder to get to. Yes. Yes. I love that method. Like it, taste, it takes at least three days yes. to make a transfer. So exactly. we got to make sure that it's necessary. <laughs> it's a fantastic way. No, but I have done, I, I've done that. And I've had times before where I've just like, like uh, my old job, I would get a, a bonus each each year. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it was usually in cash, and it'd be in an mm-hmm. envelope. And for some reason, oh. I am a lot better at saving cash than I am at saving the digital money. There's been studies on that. Mm-hmm. So I would just stick the envelope somewhere and forget that it existed. Sure. Because or Jan also I have ADHD. To... <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I think it was Jan. She used to hide like the money in the books. Oh, I like it. <laughs> it's like twenties in the books. Uh-huh. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Hide the money. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think setting goals and saving for fun things is a good way to help keep your money. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with the um, feeling like it's okay to use the money <laughs> once it, because you've set it aside for a yeah. specific goal, but then right. like, how do you know? Well, if you set it aside for a specific goal, you should let yourself use the money for that goal. That's true. Or else you're kind of punishing yourself. There will be disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> right? If you don't get to do your, your goal, your reward. That's true. Like, so so the reason I asked that question is because I've sure. dealt with a lot of those feelings of things where I, like, save the money and we're finally mm-hmm. there and I just mm-hmm. cannot bring myself to spend it on what I saved it for because I have this thought in the back of my head that goes, you're going to need that later for something. <laughs> Oh, and I'm pretty well, sure that's not my intuition because it's a different voice. It's it's my it's the scarcity voice. Yeah, it's if we spend this now and we need it later, we mm-hmm. will regret having spent it now. Mm-hmm. It's that voice, and exactly. really, the answer to that is the trust that there will be more yeah. and it will be okay. All right, I like it. Mm-hmm. I do think that's kind of part of this this keeping the money idea is just the trust. Mm-hmm. That it's going to be okay. That yeah. We're not in an emergency situation. We're, we're getting out of that fight or flight cycle with our money. Mm-hmm. And we're getting into a different place with our money. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I think anyway. I like that. Yeah. Money's so hard. Money is hard. Yeah. I think... I don't know if it's harder here than it is in other places, but it certainly feels harder. Well, yeah. I mean, the way our our housing is, is going up and, and, you know, all of that, it's mm-hmm. nobody has what they need anymore. No. So so it is hard. <laughs> it's, it's getting harder. Yeah. Housing's going um, up. Gas is going yeah. up. Food is more expensive. Exactly. It's just, uh, it's difficult times. Yeah. But we can trust that we're going to have what we need. Yes. Especially if we can be generous. Generous people don't starve. Exactly. They just don't. Mm-hmm. So have some trust. Let some go. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. not more than you can spare. Right. No, know what is the safe amount. Yeah. And just keep it flowing. Yes. Money is kind of like the ocean. It's mm-hmm. going to ebb and flow. There will be times when you feel like the tide is high, and there will be f- times when you feel like the tide is low. Yep. And that's okay. Exactly. Because it's coming back. Yeah. Everything revolves. Mm-hmm. It, there's a there's a heartbeat to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And the pressure comes up, and the pressure goes down, and... I really like how all of this works. Um, you know, like the even the moon cycles is kind of like a heartbeat, and mm-hmm. the oceans are like the heartbeat. Yeah, you just learn to work everything inside of it, mm-hmm. and stop fighting against things that you don't need to. Exactly, learn to work with the cycles. Yeah, and things will go so much easier. They will. That applies in all aspects of life. Yes. (laughs) That's right. 
All right. Well, that's all I got. Yeah. I think you were you were the one, only one with like good resources this week. So tell me what the names of your books are, and I will make sure they get put in the notes. <laughs> so the book that I was uh, referencing today is called Spellcasting Beyond the Basics by Michael Fury. Cool. Okay. And that sounds like a good one. I need to get that one. It's a really good one. This is a. I think it's considered or, or intended to be like a after the beginner spellcasting book. Sure. But he also has a spellcasting for beginners book. So, um, if you if you are still interested in that, or you, you okay. feel like you need a more better baseline, you can go ahead and look into that. But this yeah, is a really good. I... Go for it. Go ahead. I, I still just don't have much experience with spells, so I still need to get some. Um... Yeah, experience there. I need more resources for spells. Yes. Absolutely. I love spells. Yeah. And that was that was my basic uh, uh, resource for today. Okay, perfect. Yeah. We will put it in the show notes. Yes. Please feel free to send us corrections to our <laughs> email address, <laughs> sistermagicpod at gmail.com. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> also visit us on our Instagram at Sister Magic Pod. We have a Twitter mm-hmm. too that I do nothing with, and that's okay. <laughs> but it's still there. <laughs> you want to say something? At Sister Magic Pod, exactly. Feel free. This has been Sister Magic. Now, go read a book. Go read a book. Go read a book. <laughs>I was having to get creative because Morty kept stealing them. <laughs> He's like, I He's like you. Oh, this is a great offerings. <laughs> I accept your offerings. <laughs>